Live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. Even at like seven, I was very cheap, and I'm like, I'm going to have this, this shirt for a long time. I can't even comprehend this question. I wouldn't want land. I wouldn't want animals. I don't want any of that. I don't want scenery. I don't want space. No, it didn't look like... I don't like, want open spaces at all. It didn't look like there was a... within miles of that place. I'm out. It's time for Cofield and Company. These guys are so old, they're drinking Metamucil instead of water in the Gatorade bottle. With Steve Cofield. On ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go to Monday, Battleborn Broadcast Center, Cofield, Adam Hill, back at our Finley Toyota Studios, Ari, Combine Week coming up, so lots of NFL talk today, disastrous weekend for the Golden Knights, not much better for the running Rebels, good for the Lady Rebels, and then we have to get into, which is, uh, it's pretty obvious right now, the breakup of the Packers in just a couple minutes. It's Trending at 3, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. And the news just in. I think we, uh, many of us knew this was coming. There was no way creepy Art Bryles, who oversaw a sexual assault and rape culture at Baylor, was going to make it to the finish line as an OC at an HBCU. Hugh Jackson made a big mistake here, and that whole mini-experiment is... Dunsky, and I didn't even see if there was any uproar on the campus with female students, but I think that was coming eventually. You can't have that guy on a campus. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people describe it as he was around for what went on at Baylor. No, he was one of the enablers turning the fixers and using local law enforcement. He was a thousand percent involved, just short of a Joe Paterno, who was certainly an enabler. But this was this was worse, and it's so recent, you couldn't have the guy back in college football, and, and it, it wasn't going to be stood for. And now you have to question if Hugh Jackson has the common sense to run a football program. I mean, it's very myopic and you know, putting the blinders on for sure. Uh, and to say Art Bryles was around for what happened to Baylor is like saying Putin was around for the invasion of Ukraine. Like, he wasn't around. He was the guy. Uh, that's, that's so what, what happened with you, Jackson's statement that was the, kind of the final straw? Well, he used his foundation to put out a statement about the hiring of Art Bryles, which is weird on its surface, right? I mean, you're the coach. You hired him. And, yes, he signed the, the statement, but he put it out through the foundation that he has, which advocates supposedly for, you know, sexual assault victims and things like that. And it was it was just a a exploring of you know forgiveness and apologetic you know when you apologize and you're you you seek forgiveness you deserve second chances but it's through the foundation again and of course people start to look into the foundation and they're like what is this like you you so shine a light on the foundation which might be a bit scammy yeah Uh-oh. mostly mostly a tax shelter it looks like um as many are yeah as many are but then you can't use it you can't have the light <laughs> right. shined upon this but you project know, so that you filter it through there. It's and you absurd. know, right, you know what you're doing in that case. You're mm-hmm. you're using a quote-unquote foundation, which maybe it was just getting started. You don't, you don't want to say sham, anything like that, because it's just getting started. Maybe in a couple of years it would have been built up and been a little bit more of a, you know, a true uh, charitable 
organization and something that does actual good work. Uh, but you're using this as a shield and being like, hey, look, my foundation supports this. Like, your foundation is you. Like, what are you talking about? And so to use that to put out the statement, I thought really sent the wrong message or struck the wrong chord. And, and clearly it did because that's all it really took for this to come to a, a screeching halt. And this is done now. Does he ever deserve a second chance? Not at that level, I don't think. He's coached high school. I mean, it's tough to say because you you want everybody to be able to learn from what they did and all those sort of things, but he's never really talked about it. I mean, he probably should do that. Probably should go on a bit of a redemption tour. Actually, apologize if it's point real. Out, point out all the mistakes. Yeah, be genuine about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't want you to just come out like, "Hey, look, man, I, sorry about what happened there. Like, uh, where's where's my next job? Like, no, nobody wants that either." But if it's real, if he does, if he has, you know, learn from it and he does accept his mistakes and all those other things, then yeah, you can you can talk about that and we can examine whether you've shown that you deserve it. But this is this is silly. He's yeah. never he's never really never really been truthful about what happened then. And our Bryles in the NC is the same fate as that uh dork from Iowa, the strength coach, Chris Doyle. I mean I Doyle do- certainly didn't commit the crimes that Browse did, but they were bad, and everyone knew about it. And somehow, some way, Urban Meyer thought no one would notice and tried to bring him in with the Jaguars. And, you know, that was – you guys called it back in the summer. That was kind of the beginning of the end for Urban Meyer. Like, bro, you don't realize what the NFL is. Right. Well, act, you, you're, not, you're not in some small town where you rule the town. Football is not the absolute in every town. It's big. The NFL is big. And you can get away with a lot in the NFL in, in lots of towns, but – not, talk- some, not something as stupid as, you know, trying to bring in a strength coach who's got, you know, racial issues in his history, like recent history at Iowa. It's also very different because, you know, in in college, the players don't have the same voice. Now, they might right. be starting to get there a little bit, but they don't have the same voice. And so you do have to kind of speak out. And if, you, if anybody says cancel culture, you're an idiot. It's, again, consequence culture. You You were completely out of control and completely in the wrong in a job where you put – the the you know the livelihood the um the well-being of students on your campus last and it was disgusting how we acted like that's not what that is but this is you know people speaking out and saying hey that's not acceptable in the nfl the players took care of it like the players spoke out right away like no no we don't want this guy around yeah it's a track record so that was a little bit different of a scenario that happened but we got to the same point all right next one have players around the nhl called Alexander Ovechkin on the carpet. His statement last week was, war is bad. (laughs) Did I miss the rest of it? Did he go on to say, I made a horrible mistake by backing this guy. He's an incredibly disgusting human being, and what he's doing right now is gross. No, and he won't. Right? War is bad is not, doesn't cut it. So Dominic Hoshik, former NHL player, said, what? He said, not only in Alibis, a chicken S, but also a lot. He says of Ovi, every adult in Europe knows well that Putin is a mad killer and that Russia is waging an offensive war against a free country and its people. The NHL must immediately suspend contracts of Russian players. Okay. I mean, that. I mean, I think there's some Russian players that are on the right side of history on this. And I don't, I don't even know the situation. Like, there are players. I, Ovi thought I think he was saying the right thing and he thought he was going to get away with it. He clearly didn't because the follow-up question was, well, you say war is bad. Well, this is only one person causing this war. And and he said, he's my president. 
Yeah. He said, uh, first of all, it was please no more war. And then he said, well, he's my president. Uh, but how I said, I'm not in politics. I'm an athlete. Well, he wasn't seemed to be into politics a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, no, and even, even back then though, if you go look, yeah. he was very supportive. He started, you know, the, the whole hashtag for Putin and all these other things. And they said, well, you're, you know, you're getting into politics now. And he said, no, it's not politics. It's not politics. I think his quote was, I am not a politic. Right. Uh, how he goes, how I say, obviously he's not perfect speaking English, nor am I. Um, how I said, uh, hope everything's going to be done soon. <laughs> it's a hard situation right now for both sides. No. Okay. Well, it is. It's well, for the Russian people who don't support war. Right. It sucks for the Russian people. But if you, did he say that? No. Of course Well, not. then it's not hard for both sides. You're right. I mean, it, it technically is like these are these are the things where you you go look, and I think and yeah, and, and you're right. It's because because if the same thing, like if if um, an international athlete was asking for all American contracts to be suspended because of something the United States was doing, yeah. you know, in and this could be you know the Italian basketball league, right? Like you'd have a lot of Americans who were like, wait, I don't support what's going on right, right now. A lot exactly. of American athletes who are, sure. you know, so it's not this like homogenous thing. Yeah. And I think when, when you, when you, pierce, you part, you pierce through what Ovi said, I think he probably sat down with somebody and he looked and he's like, Hey, look, every statement I'm making here is accurate. It does suck for both sides. Now, if you want to delve into it, yeah. Hey, because of your guy, like, yes, but it does suck for the people. Listen, I, again, I watch, you know, I, I spend a lot of time watching international news and not really U.S. news, especially in this case. Um, but the, you know, the the images of, of dead Russian soldiers' bodies being shown this morning, it sucks. It sucks for the people in Russia. But it clearly is one per. I'm sure there's more people with him, but it's basically one person. It's not the people of Russia who have, a lot of them have shown that they are very much against this. And, and you could be against this if you're an athlete, but... Ovechkin is so tied in with Putin at this point. That's a t- that's a tough bond to break, and I don't think it's going to. And I think he was trying to say the things he could say and get away with it. He needs to obviously come out and say, "Hey, look, this is somebody I supported. It's his fault. He's doing this." Well, there's a long list of international sports organizations that have said, worldwide sports organizations that have said, "You know what? We're not we're not dealing with the Russians right now. We're not." So we'll give you the laundry list later on. Uh, the NFL is going international. They have five games. Moscow? Slated. There is no Moscow game. Uh, the Jags, the Bucks, the Packers, the Saints, the Cardinals are all set to play internationally. The Jags have agreed forever to play in London, so that will be at Wembley. Buccaneers in Germany, Packers and Saints, not against each other in separate games at Tottenham, London. And then the Cardinals will be in Mexico, going back to Mexico, the NFL is, for the first time since 2019. The opponents, not known. This is where the intrigue lies. Not known. Uh, Raiders, and by the way, the four NFC teams, because the entire NFC has the 9-8, right? The 9-home, 8-road, yeah, right? And then the Jaguars are giving up a home game. So this would be a road tilt if the Raiders were involved in any of these, but we already know the opponents. Am I correct in cross-checking that the only opponent on this list, Jags, Bucks, pa- uh, Packers, Saints, Cardinals, for the Raiders would be? The Saints. Saints and Jaguars. Do they have Jaguars on the road? I think they have Jaguars on the road. All right, double I check could, that. I could, be, I could be wrong about that. I thought in my head when I was thinking about it, I remember them having uh, a game. I'm, I got it up here right now. Um, it's, it's going up. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Why did 
Why do my 2022 Raiders opponents include Wright State basketball? Like, that's not what I Seems like the wrong Raiders. I mean, they are the Raiders. If it is, right. well, first of all, if it's the Saints game, I'll say from a road trip for fan standpoint. Sucks. That's a disaster because New Orleans is an awful lot of fun. And I mean, London could be a lot of fun, too. If you haven't been there. I've never been there. Have you been there for a fight? Nope. Oh, at, at Jaguars and at Ooh, okay. Saints. So two of them. Okay. So my cross-checking was short. So two of them. They have two chances to go to London. Yeah. Are they going? You've said all along you think they're going. Yeah, well, that's why. Yeah. That was why I thought they were because we knew those two. Uh, the, you know, coming out today, we learned about the Cardinals um, who play at Allegiant this year. So that was close. That was a close call. Uh, we knew about the we we didn't know about the Cardinals or the Packers, um, but the other ones we pretty much knew were going to happen. So you're going to Wembley to cover a game or Tottenham? I think I'd rather go to Tottenham, but I I I don't know. I don't know. Where's the sure. answer? Neither. I, th- I mean, I feel like it's going to be neither, but it, it could be. You need the Jaguars. Yeah, I'd much rather. Yeah, I don't want to go to Jacksonville. You know how I feel about Jacksonville. It's down there with Cincinnati. It stinks. Are you surprised by the Bucks and Packers? High-level organization. Maybe not the Bucks this year. We'll see what they do at quarterback. Packers have never played internationally. Yeah. I think they're the only team. They're the only team. Yeah. Um, another, another reason for the breakup. A-Rodge is like, nah. Well, is it the league trying to get him to go somewhere else? Like, hey, you don't want to go play in Europe. Somebody's as well go sign somewhere else. I doubt it. I think this was figured out well before. Well, no, maybe not. I was going to say well before all the angst between I mean, A-Raj and the Packers, but that's been going on for a while. Hold that thought. We'll come yeah. back. We'll get into uh, what could happen with the international schedule with the Raiders. Uh, we'll also get into the breakup of the Packers. More and more signs that things are not going in the right direction for both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Giveaway time right now, though. 364-1100, 364-1100. Caller 7, NASCAR weekend is here. End of the week, we got three days of racing. We got the big one on Sunday with the Pennzoil 400. That's Sunday, March 6th. You can get your own tickets at uh, LVMS.com. It's LVMS.com. Get information there as well. We'll give away a pair. Ari will hook you up. 364-100. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. I think Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers should go back to Green Bay for two reasons. Individual success, which we know is important to him, is important to every great. And then team success. I honestly believe the best chance for him to finally win that second Super Bowl is in Green Bay unequivocally. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Dan Orlovsky does a really good job for ESPN, but unequivocally is just stupid. I'll explain in a minute. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be on the road at our official hockey viewing spot. Tom's Urban right there in front of New York, New York, right around the corner from the Fortress. We've got a game tomorrow. We'll be out there from 3 until 8. Tyler Bischoff handling things from 6 until 8, but we'll be doing the live show from 3 to 6. The entire time we'll be signing people up for future BGK tickets. And you want to get out there and try their Red Bull Party Starter, double dose of Urban Margarita, Hibiscus Bombed. You get a full can of Red Bull Red Edition. Everyone who's had it says it's awesome. Tom's Urban, BGK official watch party location for ESPN Las Vegas tomorrow, starting at 3 o'clock. So the unequivocally thing from 
Orlovsky, if they don't have Devontae Adams and they have further cap problems, it's not the best place for him to be. I mean, I can name a bunch of places where if he goes, he gets plugged right in. I mean, right off the bat, I would love to see him on the Buccaneers. That's a better team. Devontae Adams ain't back if Rodgers isn't back. So to say unequivocally that's the best spot, it's not. And by the way, they haven't won! <laughs> right. What? So, like, if they had, like, four in a row, if this is Tom Brady, then maybe, based on equity, okay. But they haven't won one. What? First of all, Forever! I don't, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has any chance of coming back if Devontae Adams I, isn't back. Yeah, there's no way. But, I mean, to, I, I agree with your point. I would say the Bucks is probably not the right choice because, like, everybody's leaving. Like they're all leaving or retiring. It's it's not gonna, it's going to be a shell of, its, of itself. I think they're kind of resetting on the on the Bucks unless they decide, hey, Rogers is coming now. Everybody, Ali Marpet decides he's coming back. Fournette can come back. Um, you know, other guys like that can come back potentially. Um, if you decide, like Gronk can come back, maybe um, if, if that kind of thing happened. But uh, I, I do think there's other situations that are better for him, and I don't think it, I think it's it's insane to think that. Aaron Rodgers would come back and Devontae Adams is not there. There's no way. So we know the Packers are playing in London. You were kind of joking that uh, maybe that's the NFL pushing A-Rodge out of Green Bay, but I don't think that's the case. Or Green Bay even. I mean, you don't have to agree necessarily. Like some teams get just labeled with it. But I think I, I have every belief that if the Packers firmly believe Rodgers is coming back, they wouldn't allow themselves to lose a home game this year. Because they might... You know, we know Green Bay sells out, but they might actually need to sell tickets, you know, in a year where he's where they might sell as much as they can now. Right. Because they might lose him. Um, and they might have to, you know, they might have trouble selling tickets in the next couple of years after that. Uh, but, we'll, I mean, I don't buy By the way, I don't buy that. No. No. Who's going to give up their tickets? You never get them back. Uh, I, I mean, there may be might. a lot of tickets sold by fans who have them now. Sure. It could be a Raiders situation where, you know. Although no one's going to Green Bay as an opposing fan, it's not even like, just about selling tickets. You have to you need them to actually show up at the game, though. Too. I mean, you, you right. need to make the parking and the concessions and all well, that. I, them. I well, I would say at the beginning of the season, people show up, and then once they see what's happening and it's a six-win team, then you and could have some cold. empty seats. Yeah. yeah, and it's cold. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, this is also the season. You know, when I talk about the breakup of the Packers, so Rodgers will be gone. Uh, Devonta Adams, in a likelihood, is gone. I think people need to be really careful about what they see on their newswires. And this is not an anti-media take because I don't like doing that because there's so many of you out there who think we're all, you know, all the same. What I'm pointing out here is that all media is not created equal or equally. Sure. And there's a lot of blogs now and there's a lot of new sites that will throw out a story and then it gets to a sports wire. And it's like, oh, I heard like I talked to the SO the other day and she's like, I heard the Chargers are going after Devontae Adams. And I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. That doesn't seem like the best way to spend the money unless the, the grand plan would be uh, Mike Williams is gone. Here's an upgrade, and we're getting rid of Keenan Allen after next year. And this is going to be our guy with Herbert. Like, they're looking for their next number one. Right. Um, but I saw – and I, you actually use this site. I don't want to bang on a particular site, but you used this site last week in your story to you know list what different experts or people were targeting for the Raiders' number one pick. And one of them is Pro Football Network. And Pro Football Network had the Raiders, Jags, Chargers as three of the teams that you know could be at the front of the list to go after Devontae Adams based on what? Well, Raiders is is Carr. Okay. But the rest of the list, like based on what? They have salary? Salary cap room? Or it's a match for the quarterback? I think 
I'm telling you, I see stuff. Hit, we'll get to it. I mean, I'll just get to it now. I saw a bunch of stories over the weekend. It was like, what do the commanders need to trade to get Aaron Rodgers? They're not getting them. <laughs> so whoever's putting that out there, that's not sourced. They're, listen, for, for Washington football team fans, right? By the way, I like that name. I'm sticking with it. I don't like commanders. So for Washington football team fans, you're not getting Aaron Rodgers. Furthermore, you're not getting Russell Wilson. Beyond that, you're not getting Deshaun Watson. It's not going to freaking happen. Listen to uh, John Keim, who's a, a, a WFT expert, a commander's expert this morning from ESPN. Washington's quarterback search began this offseason with the list of 42 possible names. One source told me that Washington's contacted every team inquiring about cost and availability of their quarterback. They'll try to trade for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson and consider Deshaun Watson. The way trading for a mid-tier option was signing a low-cost veteran like Teddy Bridgewater or Mitch Trubisky and then drafting a quarterback and then hoping their search is finally over. I love and consider Deshaun Watson. Every guy you named will have to approve where he goes. Can I draw the parallel? Because I saw it today with the Knicks, right? The Knicks are the parallel. Your owner sucks. When we do this free agent stuff or this trade stuff, high-profile people who get to decide where they want to go, do you think the players in these leagues don't know who the owners are? Dan Snyder is an abhorrent human being. That is a loser franchise. Why would Aaron Rodgers ever... Now, back to Orlovsky. The Packers, without Devontae Adams, sign me up. Or the Commanders? He's staying in Green... The, the Washington sucks. Dan Snyder is a terrible human being who would be dumb enough to spend their last couple of years with freaking Washington. And, you know, like the, the, the I saw the story today, the Knicks next, you know, the next big free agent going to target Donovan Mitchell. You never get anyone ever because of your owner owners pretty much start and end where folks are going to land in free agency. There are some bad ones. Free agents simply don't go there unless they're at the end of their career and they're going to get overpaid and they have no options. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you because I, I think it's true, but I would say who would be dumb enough to go play with him? Who'd be dumb enough to get medical advice from Joe Rogan? Like, but, but you know, there's, there's, we, we could have, but we could have said that six no, months ago. But it's different. It's different. Come on, we, man. We could have said that same thing six months ago. I'm not disagreeing with you. He's not going to Washington. I'm not trying to make the case. You know, and you actually don't think he's dumb. I think you believe he's been brainwashed. I didn't before. Yeah. True. Yes. You don't think he's dumb. True. Yeah. He's, he's, yes. He's an intelligent human being that probably reads too much and goes too far down some rabbit holes. Uh, we don't think Darren Millard is dumb. No. But I wonder if he thinks Dominic Hasek is dumb. <laughs> Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. In comes McCart. The other end of shot. McKinnon scores. McCart to McKinnon. Two quick strikes. Avalanche in the lead. Three to two. You're listening to Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. Oh boy, what a weekend for the Golden Knights. Need to get right. They lose to Zona as 270 favorites and then come from uh, come from behind victory by the uh, the Avs. Cofield, Adam Hill, Darren Millard from over on Fox Sports Las Vegas, of course, is one of the voices of the Golden Knights. Gives us some time here on a Monday. What's up, Darren? 
How are you guys doing? A little fired up today, I hear. Uh, yeah, yelling and screaming about football. I just think uh, when there are reports out there, they're just stupid. I, you know, I just uh, yeah, listen. There, there are bad organizations. I was talking about bad organizations for the listeners. You know, bad organizations like the football team, the Commanders. Like elite players are not going to go there, and I'm sure there's some NHL teams that are just you know just have a reputation of having a lousy owner, or they just haven't been doing well lately. Where they're they're not going to get elite players. Elite players are not stupid. They're not just going to go anywhere you know that has money. Yeah, players always want cash, though. So you'll still get players. Some players do want uh, – some elite players will sign for big-time dollars, even though the situation's not right. But that's few and far between. Yeah. And, and the Golden Knights don't have to worry about that. They have an organization that people seem to want to play for, and they've they've done a good job of building that up. Yeah, they've done an amazing job of, uh, of attracting players who, even when there's uh, uh, no lines, direct lines where you go, well, that's a fit, that's a fit, or that could be a fit. Uh, players are still lined up, and the players that that uh, leave are are uh, still living around here and making this their their off season home. This has become an absolute destination, uh, more so uh, a little more so for hockey than than for football, I think. So, how concerned should the Golden Knights and their fans be right now that they could potentially miss out on the playoffs this year? Playoffs, I don't think is uh, is a worry. And it's not uh, it's not part of uh, of my uh, thought process at this point, Adam. Just because one, their team, and two, uh, the strength of schedule down down the stretch. And uh, people will point to the Arizona game. Yeah, that's uh, that's a disappointing loss. But uh, I think this team can absolutely and should absolutely be able to navigate the rest of this regular season and qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs. It is by far more of a battle than we ever thought it was going to be. And the injury is continues to take a bite uh, out of this group, and that's the reality of it in, in being able to uh, have to find success without without your best players and, and your best forwards and one of your best defensemen. Uh, so that's, that's, been, uh, that, that's been unexpected. Uh, I still expect them – I've always been one that says they're going to finish first. Uh, they'll, they'll find a way to finish first. Calgary's success and ability to remain healthy has uh, has thrown uh, a wrench into that. Uh, but uh, but a home ice advantage in the first round, I think, is still uh, very much uh, a, a logical proposition. So you mentioned the injuries, and it it felt like yeah. they were getting close, right? It felt like yeah. this team is almost back to full strength, and all of a sudden. All right, yeah. patch ready, and and uh, you know, Jan Mark's not there still. It, like, it just it just doesn't end with this team right now. Well, I, I think that's where uh, the uh, looking over your shoulder and any doubt comes into play. Adam is is the injury fatigue and the frustration with never having your your top lineup and never being able to to really get to to the point where okay, in three days we have a chance to have everybody going. And uh, that's that's where uh, I think all the the doubt comes. I mean, it's it's it, uh, and and stirred up uh, by the play of the Los Angeles Kings and, and what's happening uh, on and and Edmonton coming a little bit, but uh, not being able to go on one of those big roles and and, and more so than anything, Adam, uh, the the lack of swagger. And it's tough to have swagger when you're playing with different people every night and you can't right. get on any type of role. And and that's where. Uh, where Vegas is right now, it's 
the the Yanmark and the Pacioretty thing, uh, I think, is just one more example. And I keep saying one more, and I think it's the end of it uh, uh, before uh, you do get healthy. But uh, we've seen uh, that, that script play out before. It's just uh, really, really uh, becoming one of those, like, is it ever going to end? And I don't know whether it's ever going to end. Remember, we, we always, we, we, a couple of months ago, we'd have a, or a month ago, we'd have the conversation about Jack Eichel. Like, who's, who's going to have to go if Jack, Jack Eichel uh, is activated? Well, like it's, it's, it's moot now because they've got so many injuries that uh, uh, it's, it's just, thank goodness they traded for Jack Eichel and didn't move anybody out because uh, that would have put them further behind. This is the voice of Darren Millar joining us, as he does quite often here on the program. And uh, you mentioned Jack Eichel. He's got some points. You know, he showed he's he's dangerous. We know that. We always knew that he could be. Uh, but how close do you think he is to being the Jack Eichel that people remember? It was a long time that he didn't play for, so it was going to take some time. But how close is he? Yeah, I think you're still weeks away from seeing the, the, the real Jack Eichel uh, just because of that factor. It's not just. Adam, that uh, that he hadn't played for 11 months, but uh, he played for uh, a while without uh, being fully healthy before that. So it's been uh, a long time before he, since he's been able to feel uh, up to what Jack Eichel can, can really do with his body. Now, uh, I will be uh, the first uh, on, the, uh, on the Jack Eichel bandwagon to say that I've been impressed. Not the points. And not the opportunity. Like he had a one-timer the other night against Arizona that uh, I still can't believe didn't fall. And I thought he was good against uh, Colorado. But, Adam, I- I've been blown away at his ability to engage physically. And it happened from his first shift uh, against Colorado and, and then uh, right through to last night's game uh, uh, or Saturday night's game against uh, the Avalanche in game number five. His, his um, tendency to get engaged himself has been one thing. But not shy away and not step back, not glide in the corners, knowing that uh, that he's going to, to face contact. So that's the biggest uh, positive that I can give you about Jack Eichel right now, knowing that uh, that his his hands uh, and his feet and his vision are all going to get better. He's he's been uh, as good as I thought he was going to be on that front, trying to keep expectations within line. But coming off surgery that's never been done on a National Hockey League player, and not having that hesitation, that's a really good sign in my books. Is it a good sign that Robin Leonard is coming off IR right now? The, the, the Knights need him, but they need him to play at a high level. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, think it, I think it is. And uh, th- I think the most uh, encouraging part was the play of Thompson and Brassois, uh during his absence. They, they, they weren't losing games because uh, Robin Leonard wasn't in there. Now, hopefully, you get a healthy, you get a, a, a freshened uh, Robin Leonard and uh, a Robin Leonard that's focused on, on the stretch drive. And uh, there's, uh, there's some pressure on, on Robin Leonard uh, now because at, at the start of the year, he was really, really good. And he got them through a stretch when they were really banged up. And there was uh, the, the uh, real uh, concern about how much this team was going to be able to produce points-wise. Uh, because they had so many players out of the lineup. They got through that, but there was always that, okay, we're going to be healthy, and eventually uh, we'll just go on one of these big runs and take over. Well, that's not the case. Going back to the start of this conversation, we, they're, they're in a dogfight to make the playoffs, and uh, that position, uh, goaltending, 
and Robin Leonard in particular, is going to be vitally important to being able to help put this team uh, on his back and not just compete with the other goaltender on a night-to-night basis, but he's going to have to out-goaltend the other guy uh, on several nights down the stretch. So, uh, Darren, there's a lot going on in the world outside of hockey. We know that. And hockey, the NHL in particular, has been kind of in the spotlight with the Russia-Ukraine situation because we've got guys like you know, Alex Ovechkin, who has been outspoken about Putin. We've got Russian players all over the league. Um, so this is a, an issue that is felt. Uh, but Dominic Hasek advocated for the NHL just suspending all the Russian players. That seems a little bit extreme. Yeah, well, it, I don't know whether you know Dom, uh, but uh, Dom has two two levels, uh, extreme and over the top. And he played that way. Uh, he, he played that way. He was extreme. He was over the top. Uh, and, and his passion. Um, and he's, uh, he's intense. Uh, he, I think he got suspended playing ball hockey, roller hockey, uh, during, uh, during his career because he was doing that during, during the offseason. He's an intense individual and believes in his passions and, uh, and is frustrated by this situation like uh, the rest of the world. Uh, is, a majority of the world is frustrated by this, this situation. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And the NHL statement basically uh, made that, uh, that apparent today that, uh, that there's uh, – some worry for the Russian players, uh, not only current Russian players, but former Russian players who are who are playing overseas and uh, and uh, in this uh, conflict uh, with the Ukraine, uh, an invasion of the Ukraine, as I want to call it uh, for what it is. But uh, no, I don't think there's any uh, any possibility that the Russian players uh, are suspended in the National Hockey League. That said, uh, I was impressed and uh, and congratulate the IIHF today for what they did in taking a strong stance against the, the Russian Federation uh, when it comes to world championships and, uh, and international tournaments. What do you think of Hasek calling Ovechkin a liar and a chickeness? Well, he's, he's entitled to have his opinion, and there's, there's the uh, fact that uh, Ovechkin is uh, cozy with Putin. Uh, uh, there's no denying that uh, for Alexander Ovechkin. But uh, to, to say Alexander Ovechkin, because he's cozy with uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, also uh, is supportive of the invasion of Ukraine, is ludicrous. And uh, I, I, I don't say that just to, uh, to skirt around the issue. It's, you can, you can uh, be buddies with somebody but not agree with, uh, with what's happening with them. And, and I think that uh, uh, that's the case here. I haven't talked to Alexander Ovechkin about this, but... Uh, I would be hard pressed to, to think that uh, he's in support of any type of uh, world conflict, though. The one of which, which is uh, uh, turning the the Russian world and the the Russian elite, uh, their the sanctions, everything like that's uh, the the, uh, the the ruble, uh, which is going to affect uh, the wealthy so much. Like uh, that's that's got direct implications. So I, I I don't think that Alexander Ovechkin would be um, uh, on board with something like that, even though it's. Uh, he's got that relationship with uh, with Putin. I'm not so sure I'm comfortable letting him off the hook. I, I think in a lot of ways you know what you're signing up for when you back a guy like that. He, yeah, he, like Putin's uh, history and track record is well known. But, I mean, there's Crimea, there's there's different uh, areas where he's, he's caused uh, unrest. Did I... Ten years ago, I think he was going to launch a full-fledged uh, invasion. Well, I know it's it's his goal to get the, the 
pseudo band back together uh, from the former Soviet Republic. But boy, I uh, I didn't think he'd really, really go through it. Listen, what what really sums it up, though, uh, uh, in my mind, is like, he waited until after the Olympics for this to happen. Yep. And as, as a pseudo sportsman, uh, he's very passionate about this and. And these sanctions by uh, uh, football and, and, and hockey will bug him a lot. But the guy waited to launch this invasion until the Olympic Games are over. One, you're, you're, you're on edge when you're starting a war that could spread into uh, a global catastrophe. And number two, you're basing it that you're timing on, 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 on a sporting event. Um, that's uh, that adds to my concern level beyond uh, anything that I can really uh, equate to right now. And by the way, the, the fact that the sports world has now turned on him, great, but it took this. Yeah. I mean, the, the international competition, especially the Olympics, allowing athletes to compete as, you know, not Russia, but we all knew they're Russian. I mean, that was stupid. Um, the drug testing thing is absurd. We go into the Winter Olympics and it's like, oh, shocker, you know, as early as, 14, 15 years old, they're making their athletes uh, use PEDs, and we and the sports world has appeased Putin and Russian sports forever. Yeah, I, I can't agree with more. I look, I, I worked for Olympic Broadcasting Services uh, in Tokyo and uh, went down the uh, the list of what we were allowed to call uh, the uh, Russian Olympic uh, Committee oh uh, and what we weren't. And uh, as long as you mentioned ROC or the Russian Olympic Committee once, you were allowed to call them Russians, which to me yeah. didn't penalize them at all uh, because that's what we co- would have called them that, them anyway so uh i'm with you the 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 ioc part uh was disappointing but that i mean that was on doping that's a serious issue this is catastrophic and uh, uh I, I don't think uh I, i've been impressed with the with the global sports reaction to it darren we appreciate it thank you so much a little heavier than normal you guys going to get back to your ranting and raving after this <laughs> mix of ranting and raving and some heavy Adam doesn't strike me as the calm person in the room, but when he's with you, he is. Yes, well, <laughs> I think he's muting himself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. honest. Thanks, Thanks, man. Yeah, the whole, hey, uh, he supported the guy, but no one could have imagined this has been quite applicable to what U.S. politics have looked like sure. for the last 10 years, so not acceptable. Sorry, Putin, or in this case, sorry, Ovechkin. Not acceptable. And for people who want to apologize for Ovechkin, no. No. Yeah. No. It's your responsibility when you sign to back up someone to kind of read the the potential of what could happen in the future. This well, is not – I'm sorry. This is not shocking. And and, and I, I, do, I do tie it into the fact that the sports world now, everyone's like, Ugh! I mean, it's war. So you have to freaking – it's an invasion. You have to do something, right? But – They've done nothing over the doping. Very little over the doping. True. I was thinking the other day, why, why am I blanking on her name? Who was, the, uh, who was the major Russian tennis star for years and years and years who could never beat Serena? And then at the end, it was, you know, she was taking meldonium and basically got just put oh, that Sharapova? In yeah, Sharapova. Complete fraud. How do we look at, like, believe me, this is a whole different realm. Because I also think this is the way international sports are covered. I think it's the way female sports are covered sometimes. And they're not covered like male sports. If we actually sat there and examined female tennis and Sharapova in that she finally got caught, her whole career is a fraud. 
Potentially. Uh, the, uh, the one thing I'm going to say. But, but, you, but see, well, the what thing if, is. What if she didn't say, until you, the end? You say potentially. You're, she could have done it at the very end. Or she's as, like, as, I can't get over the hump. Or she I'm could have do been it. doing it the entire time. Baseball, it's, that, sure. that standard is applied to baseball players. Sure. Um, right? And well, and people are people who did them or who I suspected them are just excused. Not, there's no way they did them. We, we had a great conversation uh, off the air, I don't know, like a month ago with a guy who likes fights. And he was rolling it out there. He's like, eh, watch all the Russian fighters. Boy, they seem to be. Riding high right now. A lot of them coming along and kicking ass. He's like, I don't bet against them. Yeah. Because in 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 uh, fight sports, it seems like there's certain people who are ahead of the testers. And sorry. Like, is it fair to go every Russian fighter, you know, every Dagestani fighter is cheating? No, it's not fair. But there's a lot of evidence that some are. And boy, oh boy, they seem to be fighting at the next level. Hmm. Yeah, but can I? I'm just going back to Ovechkin. Is there? Would you excuse him or forgive him if the reason he's doing this is because he doesn't know who from his family might get killed by the Russian government if he says something? Like, is that an okay excuse? I I look at it as maybe it is. Now, I'm not saying he he hasn't said that. We don't know that. But like, these are things to consider when we do, you know, go after some of these people or crush them. Like, he did make this bed. He, he put himself in this position, clearly, but we don't know the full extent of why he's doing what he's doing right now. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. Let's go! The Football Frenzy. Hey, you hear me so hard down there? Presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. The Football Frenzy. On Cofield and Company. Company. You know that story that was out like 10 days ago that uh, made a couple of Twitter accounts, Rich Hornberger put it out there about um, Patrick Mahomes sitting down with his brother and his fiance and saying, you're not coming to games next year, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say it was proven to be untrue. Um, I have no idea. Do I think their their conversation has been had that you guys need to dial it down? Yes. Like, I don't think those stories come from nowhere. And now we've got another story today with Jackson. Now, we don't know both sides. But apparently, some business sent him a care package. They had agreed verbally that he'd get a free care package worth like 250 bucks, And he would do a little pumping of it on Instagram. He didn't do it, and now the person you know is going viral because they're saying you didn't give us what we told you. You ripped us off. I mean, it sounds believable. Well, I mean, and while you want to take like you want to take the side of like, oh, people are just going after him, like, but but businesses don't go after everyone. We don't see stories like this every day. Yeah, and yeah. he already tried to pull the puff your you know puff his chest out. Do you know who I am? Um, at a local bar restaurant where he was completely, according to the restaurant, was completely rude. Um, it just it just gets old, but I don't think it's going to end. Like I actually think what Ornberger was saying the the theoretical sit down with both of them you got to calm down. If it didn't happen, something maybe less severe happened, and more severe may happen. Yeah, like where I'm, he asked it, he's like, "You're embarrassing me." Yeah, I don't see him. I don't see him asking Brittany not to go. And it seems like anytime there's I don't trouble, think he's going to ask either one of them not to go, but but just in general, stay off of social media. Stop using my name to get stuff. Stop dancing you, on, yeah, on you, memorials. You, yeah, you clearly can't behave yourselves. And we're all part of Team Mahomes. And I do my part. You know what my part is? Bringing in the money! Well, Jackson brought in the care package. 
Yeah, he brought the carrot. It's kind of a nice contribution. And I'm sure he did it all for Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, giveaway time. Porta Subs is celebrating 50 years as your neighborhood sandwich shop. Let's give away a two foot Porta Sub sandwich right now. 364 1100, 364 1100. Caller number seven. Then you also qualify for two tickets to the Academy of Country Music Awards. It's coming up on March 7th. That'll be spectacular at the Al 57th edition of the ACMs, hosted by Dolly Parton. 20 live performances brothers uh, Osborne, Chris Young, Eric Church. Kelsey Ballerini, Jimmy Allen, Kane Brown, and many others are going to be playing at Allegiant on March 7th. It's your chance to qualify for those tickets and a two-foot Port of Subs sandwich. Thanks to Port of Subs with over locations around Las Vegas. Caller 7-364-1100. Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune-up today by calling 577-2600.